Kia ora tato. That was the start line of the Tarawera Ultramarathon 100 mile race. I'm Matt Raymond. And I'm Eugene Bingham. This is Dirt Church Radio. Interesting conversations with interesting runners. Hey Eugene, how many things have you been panic buying from one thing? Yeah, I think, is it a truck pulling up? <laughs> it's an Air Force helicopter. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I went on the uh, VIP, um, I got went and hooked in for the VIP the lounge. discount. Yeah. You know, because anyone can shop on the Wild Things website, and they've got a range of excellent stuff, but if you're the VIP member, get the ka-ching, you get the, you get the discount. The discount. What, so, what did you buy? Oh, what didn't I buy? I just clicked. You just clicked on stuff? I just clicked on stuff. I panic bought, panic, panic purchased. Um started because I, when I was running on Saturday, Sunday, you know how your bottles start to leak? Yes. Yeah, in a leaky bottle. Right. It didn't end there. Need a new bottle? Yeah, and it didn't end there. Right. Just keep going. Anyway, I've got a truck turning up, so I have to keep going. Can we get going? <laughs> um, but you can hook into these VIP savings if you sign up uh, and use the code DCR2021. Uh, All you get, caps. Yeah. You get VIP membership for 15 months for the price of 12. Yep. And what happens is at the end of the month, Mal is happy. And We're he, happy. And he sends us a little uh, as, as a way of saying thanks yeah. for people using the DCR code. So if you use the DCR 2021 code, you get something out of it. We get something out of it. Mal gets something out of it. Everyone's you join happy. the community. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Do it. Things. Club. Mm. Hey, Eugene, I've got a confession. What's that? Uh, you know, last week when you were like, there's a, there's a new pocket on my Zygos that you put your phone in. I was like, oh, well, I, I, said, when I said new pocket. It's been there all along, but I didn't know about it. I found a new it. pocket and I was and like, you were going, you were going, I knew yeah, yeah. about that pocket. Yeah. I didn't know about that pocket. <gasps> and I actually, by accident, when I was going out for a run, found it. And other people have been reaching out to us saying, we also did not take the time to properly investigate our Zygos pack when we purchased it. Yeah. And we have found that. You know, carrying our phone in our pants or in a belt around our waist like animals, um, mm. where there's just that you can a little repository you can put it in there, keeps dry. It's so fantastic. when you when it, last week I was telling you about this pocket and you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah, dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. You're very dismissive yeah. of me, but it turns out you didn't know about it either. And I heard from someone else, no name's Petra, uh, who said I, this is embarrassing, but I've been using this vest every week and and washing it and stuff, and I'd never noticed it either. Oh, amazing. There's actually someone posted up on our Instagram as we are recording this saying the same thing. Good news. Ultraspire.co.nz have the Zygos 4 finally back in stock in the Flash. large size. Mm. The Ultra Flask 550 and the Soft Flask 500ml option. So you get a normal thing and then those Marathon de Sable kind of sticky outy straw. Is that a drink bottle? I think it is. It's not an antenna. Like I you, thought it was an antenna. I think you're getting a bit... Wrapped up in this whole 5G vaccine thing. No, no, it wasn't that. I just thought it was, I thought people were like taking precautions for like not getting lost. <laughs> right. I thought it was it's a Garmin thing or something. Two Garmin, yeah, two EPIRBs. Yeah. For a run around Riverhead. No, head. but it's a, what is it? It's a soft flask. Like they're coming into fat, they're, yeah. they're the next, they're the coming thing. It's the, yeah. it's the sticky outy yeah. thing. Yeah. Tom Wickram had them the other day. Yeah. I'd be so, worried about falling over. I put my eye out with it. Yep. Yeah, so the Zygos 4, large, mm. finally back in stock. Fantastic pack, our go-to pack. And the Ultra Flask 550s and the Soft Flask are back in stock with any kind of option. You want to get your normal kind of one and then the weird poke your eye out Hey, one. look, if people want to get like decent advice rather than our advice where we don't even know about the pack until we... <laughs> 
I know about the pack. discover about the pack, you know, years later. Yeah. Where should they go? Ultraspy.co.nz. There you go. They go something like further, faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster now. Go further, faster, they're in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jack is delicious. Go further, faster now. Ditchitch Radio. Back once again on the weekly. Yeah. On the regular. Yeah. Lockdown Larry's mm. right again. Episode. It's party like it's Yep. Episode 130. We made it just, just, just in the nick of time. Just. Well, I mean, Tarawira just made it. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, ju- just before the COVID alert levels were ramped up again. Mm. And um, mm. w- what a, a trip that was. What a literal trip. And, and, and what yeah. a sort of, what a metaphysical trip. Absolutely. So, yeah. For those listening overseas or who haven't followed the news, um, the Tarawira Ultra, Tarawira, Tarawira, apologies, my voice is shot, Ultra was on over the weekend and the theme was gratitude, uh, something that everyone from the race directors to the participants were talking about, the gratitude that we could hold this event at a time uh, when a global pandemic was raging around the world and then what mm. happened? Yeah, like we were... We were literally driving home from the event on Sunday night um, and bang, uh, the alert came out. So there was community transmission in Auckland and the word was, Auckland, you're going back into level three for the third time in three months, um, which is basically a lockdown. And the rest of the country going into level two. So look, if Tarawera had been, Tarawera, the I'm doing it, had been a week earlier it probably wouldn't have gone ahead, at least not in the shape that it was able to. I mean, far out. So I mean, close. It, so close. Uh, I, in fact, I was at this, you know, I was at the start line, uh, or the finish line, actually, sorry. Again, brain of mush. I was at the finish line and um, saying to a couple of the, you know, the, the event staff, they were scrolling through their phone. And, and, you know, we've both been veterans of lots of, lots of, having to manage lots of talk and lots of worry and lots of things. And I was like, look, let, let's just, you know, having been through a couple of close shaves before, let's just sit back and let this unfold and see what happens. And then by the time, you know, I got to the Waterview Tunnel, something flashes up that we're, <laughs> we're going into level three. I mean, mm. I was I was quite shocked. And, and, and you know, here we are. Mm, mm. So as it stands on Monday night, we're still in level three in Auckland. The rest of the country is in level two. So... It's really fingers crossed, crossed. God, I can't even speak today as to what, wonder why that is, as to what will happen for Old Ghost Ultra on next weekend. Mm. We are really, really hoping not, you know, not least of all for the race organisers and everyone who's trained for that event, that things work out. Um, Shot over Moonlight Marathon, I think, is on this weekend as well. So, you know, I mean, obviously, there's lots of other reasons why we don't want to be in lockdown, but those are two good ones. But I reckon... Enough of the COVID gloom. Let's get back mm. to what a weekend. What a weekend indeed. I mean, yeah. it really was one for the books. Uh, we emceed. Yep. Some of us paced. Mm-hmm. We both run. Mm-hmm. We hung out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we caught up with heaps, hundreds of people. And um, how much sleep did you get? Uh, yes, yeah, so I had two hours on Saturday. I had so I got up early on Saturday morning, drove down to Rotorua, got 
two hours under the stars in my sleeping bag at uh, the Okatina aid station on Saturday night. And, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I, I did have to stop. I mean, you know, having talked to Dr. Tom about being sensible and stuff around ultras, I did. I was very aware of how tired I may be on the way home. So I did pull over for a sleep on the way home. Absolutely. Mm. I got three hours on the Friday night and I got two and a half hours on the uh, Sunday morning uh, Mm. between finishing the night shift and starting again. And then uh, I was like you, I was, I was straight back home after, after the, you know, we dropped the mic and we were, we mm. were off, but uh, I must admit a, a, a 500, a half a litre can of a certain energy drink that I never touch uh, certainly <laughs> helped me home and I'm mm-hmm. very happy to get home. But man, what a, what a great weekend all around. Although, you know, it was, it was strange, you know, we, we missed the overseas, not to take anything away at mm. all, but we mm. missed the overseas runners, our friends, our our loved ones, our, our dears from overseas because of the border restrictions. Yeah. It was strange to be, <laughs> as uh, the mayor of Rotorua, Steve Chadwick put it, uh, a, um, you know, an all, an all New Zealand affair, except for one Australian that we know of, <laughs> <laughs> or certainly people based here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, the thing, wasn't it? There was, there was, there was a couple of um, people from overseas who had been here before the border closures and that sort of thing. Um, but basically it was a, it was an Aotearoa only affair, but it certainly did not hamper the quality of the racing. No. I mean, holy moly, what what a smackdown. You, you know, you've yeah. got Ruth Croft and Reese Johnston, Caitlin Fielder, Jono mm. Jackson, Talia Copestake and David Hounschmidt, and then Katie Wright and Matt Urbanski. Mm. I mean, we'll go through one, we'll go through the, each of those races, we'll, one by one, we'll break it down and we'll play you some audio that we got. But I mm. mean, how was your weekend, Eugene? Yeah, it was, it was one for the books. It was certainly, um, you know, so we emceed at the start line, which was cool, wasn't it? Did you enjoy it that? It was. Yeah. Did you say, did I enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, uh, it was the, you know, if I had a low point, those five or six hours I spent with my best friend doing something that, you know, we generally volunteer to do and soaking up love, that was a high point of the weekend, I must say. It was, uh, no, it was fantastic, man, getting to hang out with you and see heaps of people and and, and certainly, yeah, it was was magic. But, I mean, what else did you get up to? Yeah, so then I, so I did, I did a shift in the in the during the day really on Saturday, um, which was great to see so many people come across the finish line and and yeah we'll talk about some of those races and stuff but it was also good to see heaps of you know Dirt Church Radio people and other friends mm. and so on um, saw a couple of people from work finish which was great um, you know and other and other friends finish and come across the line and and just to see how the event ticked that was great so I did all that and then basically I headed out to Orkutina and got ready for pacing duties yeah yeah Um, what a thing and i mean yeah yeah so i was paying back really paying it back to our friend gene andrews who paced me in the 100 mile last year and so he was uh running this year and i'd said to him you know i'll do it for you 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 did such a great job with me last year so um yeah i went out to orkatina so the deal is that at 120 kilometers you can get a pacer to help you home over the last 45 kilometers uh that's the pacer arrangement they have at tarawera and so you go out to orkatina and it's 
not exactly a party atmosphere, but there's a lot of people there and the vibe is great. You've got runners coming in and all sorts of states. You see heaps of carnage, but heaps of courage as well, which is what you see at the finish mm. line too, isn't it? You know, um, it, it just you see all of humanity on display, don't you? Those sorts of things. Absolutely. But I heard you, you know, it, it wasn't all uh, after eight minutes and, and, and rosé for you. You know, you, you, you had a brush with, you know, people say that um, New Zealand is, you know, relatively light on the dangerous um, fauna. But, I mean, you had oh, a real brush. Oh, just, I don't even tell, know. Tell us what, I mean, oh, if, I if you feel I safe to say it. what yeah. happened. I don't know if I can talk about it. It was just so terrifying. So... Um, I'm joking. We were coming in. So it ended up being, uh, by the time they got to Aukotaina, um, it was Gene, uh, his, and, and. Smudge. Friend, yep, Smudge and uh, our friend Saywan were together. And they had, uh, oh, and Tom, sorry, Tom, who you caught up with before the start, they had all decided that they were going to stick together. And so they came in and we set off and blah, 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 blah. And it was good fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm happy to talk. Should I talk a little bit more about that? Getting home? But I don't know. I mean, I really should get this thing out of the way, really. Yeah. Yeah. So we were coming in the last couple of Ks to go Mm. through the Sulphur Flats. And then there's a whole, I don't know if you remember, there's a, you remember, you're very familiar with it, but there's a a stretch where you're sort of running along a path and there's um, a bit of... um, Oh, bush. God, words today. Oh, a bit of bush on it's the It's like side. for the to paint the picture. There's, there's, there's. It's scrappy, kind of. It's like manuka kanuka. Yeah, yeah. real kind of wild, wiry. That beautiful classic Kiwi yeah. scrub. Yeah. And because it's hot and yeah. and volcanic, you know, it's it's clinging to the point. Yeah, yeah. So I was running along, and Smudge was on the right hand side. I was on the left hand side of the trail, and um, suddenly this pukeko just oh my God. jumped out of the brush and it Smudge, who had run 100 160 plus kilometers at that stage, he managed to jump like a man who'd just got out of bed, jumped out of the way. The bird attacked me. <laughs> I mean, it was a very, very angry Pukeko. Very for angry those, Pukeko. For those of you who perhaps are from overseas or... I've never seen a pukeko. I encourage you to Google it. Um, mm. It's like a sort of a, a, a blue and purple chicken, bush chicken. <laughs> and uh, d- did it get your wallet or <laughs> held me up? Had a gun? No, it, it basically had to go up my legs. It was it was kind of funny but kind of scary, you know. Cause right. It, well, it wasn't scary. It was just a you got a fright because you know you're running along and you think you're taking your friends to the finish line and you're thinking happy thoughts and then suddenly you've got a deranged pukeko having a go at you. Yeah, very, I mean, I heard odd. actually. In the film, The Revenant, you know, how Leonardo DiCaprio, the, the, the character, he's attacked, he's mauled by a bear. I, I heard initially they actually wanted to put a Pukeko scene in there, but it was considered to be too graphic. Oh, look. So they look, downstepped I, I, it. Yeah. I mean, the warnings that you would have to put on that, just you know, <laughs> make, make it... You know, does this mean I'm going to have to... Nuts. Does, does this mean I'm going to have to put a Pukeko on the next T-shirt? <laughs> That's right. Forget mountain lions. Absolutely, absolutely. Pukekos. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. So that was that was kind of kind of you know we laughed eventually. Um, after I'd got over it, you know, the shaking yeah. had stopped. You know, 
That's very funny. That's very funny. I, I, what was I, most I, funny was how high Smudge jumped. Yeah. <laughs> he was, honestly, the reflexes of that man after 160 kilometers of running was extraordinary. Yeah. He was out of there. Goodness me. Well, it's Luckily, that, it's, it's I mean, that it's amygdala the hijack, pacer, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah. It's the job of the pacers to take one for the team. So. Well, you literally did take one for the team. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. But the, but the, the pacing was fun. I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, those guys, uh, they, they toughed it out. It was a really tough day because of the heat that had really got to lots of people. And there was quite a bit of carnage this year, wasn't there, in terms of people pulling out, oh including some of our friends. And, and these guys, they just really, really... Um, had to just knuckle down and get it done. And I was really proud of them. And they did an extraordinary job. And it was such a delight to come across the finish line. And you were on MC. You had the mic. Yeah, uh, you, you I, called I had us the home. Mic. I did. And that was that was one of the true... I mean, it was such a... I use the word privilege a lot because I genuinely feel a sense of gratefulness for, you, you know, my life. Um, we've both done the Taro at 100 before mm. you know uh, I, I haven't done the 100 miles I've done the 100k a couple of times mm. you've certainly and, and we've done it a while ago and then sort of returning it, it really did feel like a sort of coming a full circle and, and you know being asked to do this but I was very nervous you know and even down to the point you get to you know people don't realize that when this race started it was literally it was Paul yeah and uh, some very amazing volunteers now it's turned into this massive beast you know 630 volunteers um god knows how many paid staff huge you know thousands of people both spectating and, and on the course and mm. and when i got there i must admit i felt you know quite overwhelmed and, mm. and even getting back to you know the house i was staying at which was right up um uh it's called tihiotonga or and you know staying with this group of just hardened event professionals who were just stoked and you know like I, it, it really was it was something that I really wanted to to deliver on and mm. you know having to start a race you know that that's an awesome again an awesome privilege and it was just it was amazing to sort of you know be on the line for you know most start the start the 50k be on the line for most of the day with you um get yeah. a couple of hours rest in fact i went for a run because i was just so so mm. hopped up that I, you know i spent most of my time off running which i don't know if that was the best thing to do but it, it, well it was it was amazing yeah of course it was and yeah. and i don't mean that in the sense of oh i went running but you know I, I got out onto the course and was and got to see some of the you know i got to see some of the front of the pack for the 100k and and the back of the pack for the 50k and give some encouragement and 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 cheer people along in a place that i you know was very fond of and then you know being to getting to do it overnight you know like being there Mm. overnight to see people come through and the emotional highs you know like it was there were some devastating moments of just um you know, I'll use two terms, like Aroha and Afi, like love and support. This man, mm. you know, brought his wife over at one point. She was doing the 102K and it was it was early hours of the morning and Ali and I are there and it's a bit quieter, you know, but it ramps up. And then he did this haka for her. He turned around and just did this haka for his wife and his two mm. children were there and mm. she was crying and I was crying and Ali was, it was just, and it just mm. kept on, you know, it was like climbing this hill. You think, gosh, when is it going to, oh, there's the crest. And then it would just, <laughs> you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and then to see you guys at the end, you know, like Tom Wigram, uh, Harry, um, 
yeah, you know, the the see the the hundred mile runners come in, the the last of the fifty k runners, and there at the end, it was just it was it was an incredible, incredible event mm, and an incredible mm, experience, mm, mm. just fantastic. Oh, it, it really is, and it, what I, it was kind of kind of odd because when you join a group of runners, sorry, just pacing. I mean, the finish line was extraordinary. One thing I do want to say is. Look, I'm really sorry to anyone who I missed coming across the line or I mangled their name. Honestly, there were so many runners coming across the line at some stage and we had this iPad that people's name would flash up and it was just going off in the middle of the day, wasn't it? It was absolutely. It was. It was literally. It was like hard a, to keep up, and your eye, my eyes were going cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's wrong with yeah. my eye. I've got to. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, but, you um, did it. I think we did an, we did an excellent job, and 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 you know, it, it's, we were it's trying our that, best. That's that's you know that's all you could absolutely. do. But it was just it went so bananas, didn't it? But, it did. but I was going to say that the the when you join a group of runners who have been running together for 120 kilometers, and then you jump in, you're fresh. You know, you haven't done, you haven't run at all. Um, it's four in the morning. Um, they they've been a gang, and and you um, you, you sort of come in as and, and so you sort of take up a bit of, bit of an observer role at first. Mm. And so it was really interesting to see the ups and downs of their moods, and um, everyone was in good spirits. But sometimes people just go quiet and go within themselves, and. That's that's okay. They can do that, but sometimes you've got to kind of get them back out of themselves and get them, you know, get them back going again. Then you would come into the aid stations, and the aid stations at Tarawera are really something, aren't they? They're extraordinary and just amazing. The the, the energy lift that you get from that alone—it was extraordinary. When the when we'd come out of the aid station, they'd be off. That you know, the people I was running with, the guys that I was running with, they'd just be off because not only have you had some some nutrition you've got your bottles refilled and that sort of stuff but you've drawn some of that energy from absolutely the, from the aid station when we came out of miller road which is the long section you've had a giant you know you've had a big climb like western Okataina. yep a six kilometer climb up to the trig and then you've got to go navigate the the ridge line um the sun had come up on that section but still everyone was really tired and a bit sort of drained and like oh we've still got so far to go we came out paul charteris was there Oh, how the good. The legend, Paul Charteris. And it was funny because Gene had earlier been saying, because Paul popped in at um, Blue Lake when I came through last year, and Gene was saying, how good was that to see Paul? Oh, he's such a legend. So for those of you who don't know, I mean, Paul is Mr. Tarawera. Go back and listen to episode one of Do Church Radio. That's how much, how high in high esteem we hold him. Mm. We got him in, on as our first ever guest. Um, he started off the race, and as you said, it was just, you know, Couple, couple of runners, and this guy organising the race out of his garage. Um, so he he's just an amazing guy, isn't he? Um, and he he came to the aid station, and it just gave them such a massive lift. You could see the volunteers were really buoyed by him being there mm. as well. And it's just those little moments, isn't it? That that you witness in a race like that. Absolutely, and what he uh, and and you know he really does. He brings that sort of, and I uh, I mean. With this with all respect that real that that almost that, that komatua oh yeah role you know yeah. this is his race and it doesn't mm. matter that he doesn't own this race anymore that he you know he is he's integral to this and when you you know sort of one of the things that he said and one of the things that Kerry Suter who I'm sure a few of you know Kerry you know he's a force of nature as well he said to me at the start you know he's sort of grabbed me by the shoulder and he's like everyone who comes across the line 
it's an experience for them. You know, mm, this mm, is mm. they've got to feel that, and they really hammered that home. But Paul, no, if you've done it before, he knows your name. He knows yeah. who you are. He knows, yep. you know, and and it's just he he does. He brings that sort of um that that sense of mana and authenticity to the event yeah. that, that is, is really really fantastic to the point you know where and, and I, we'll get to the racing soon but when we were doing you you were out on course and they were mm. doing the prize giving so what they do is they if, if a runner came into the shoot yeah. we had a little they'd stop the prize giving mm. Mm. so the runner who was finishing the hundred and it was 102 kilometer athletes and 100 mile athletes at that point the runner would get the entire people that were there for the prize giving and the elites clapping them over the line, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. it, it's just so special. There's nothing worse than, you know, finishing an event and people's attentions elsewhere. So, yeah, yeah. And, and lots yeah. of, lots of love for Dirt Church Radio. Yes. And lots of kindness yep. and yep. Uh, support, afia, yeah, aroha, you. everything. Mm. Thank mm. you so mm. much. Everyone who, and I don't know about you, but I didn't have a single person come up to me and say, oh, I'm going to put this in a greatest run ever. I think everyone knows. <laughs> they would have just seen us or they heard our voices and gone, it, I'm going to write that down. They never said it. Yeah. yeah. But there were also plenty of people in Dirt Church Radio shirts, old and new. And you yep. even delivered one to Katie Wright. She Absolutely. She ordered one last week. <laughs> yep. She messaged Absolutely. me and said, are there any left? And yeah. I said, yep. I'll get There's not too many it. left and, now. Uh, but And uh, yeah, so so there you go. Um, that. Yeah, look, look, I think we should get into the race, shouldn't we? Let's get into Let's the race. Let's break it down. All right. Digit Radio. Okay, let's start with the 21K. So, huge field. Huge Massive. field. Yeah, 900 runners um, and heaps of first-timers too. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and we'll get to that. I think that's one thing that we, as a... As a and we all said it in, in earlier episodes, like last year, you know, we were like... <laughs> the bike paths, the 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 footpaths have never been busier than during lockdown, and people laced up their shoes for the first time, and lots mm. of people yep. started to run. Yep, Absolutely. and lots of people who started to run ended up doing Tarawera, yeah, and all the distances. So, yep. Yep. just fantastic. I mean, yeah, I had a couple know. of friends, um, Michael and Elia, who who took up running oh. last year, and both did the fifty k. Which was Amazing. just, oof. but the twenty one k too. There was so many people who were, who were first timers and lots of people who'd never run trails before. And mm. boy, they would have been in for a bit of a shock because, you know, that course is no joke. No, there's nothing at Tarawera that you would consider an easy course. So you're looking at seven hundred meters of elevation, and some tough, tough trails. Mm, mm, mm. So at at the pointy the end of the field, it was some really exciting racing in, mm. in the women's race. You you could have thrown a blanket over the top three, couldn't you? It was a, a, absolutely a wow. ding dong, as you say. Yeah, yeah. So, so Talia, in the top. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go. Sorry. You go. You go. Yep. My my mouse slipped. So again, you know, to 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 break the fourth wall, we are in separate. Mm. Uh, we're we're doing this remotely. Yeah. Because we're in lockdown, so mm. we're, we're maintaining our bubbles. Yes. Did you scan into your studio when you came into? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> He's got retina scanning, though. But uh, anyway, it's very high tech. Anyway, Talia Kopstick, <laughs> she won the event in one fifty one eighteen, and just 19 seconds back to Eva. Uh, gosh, if I butcher this, I apologize. Uh, Wisterpeak and Angela Hancock, only 12 seconds further back in third. Amazing. Amazing. Mm, absolutely so good. amazing. Yeah, so, so good. So Talia said afterwards that, she didn't think she was going to be able to hold on towards the end, but 
she certainly did. And she's only been running for a couple of years herself and she was enjoying attacking races and she sure did. Okay, and the men, well, I mean, <laughs> they really should have just filled this resource <laughs> in before the race That's even right. started. So Dr. David Hounschmidt won again, yeah. uh, back-to-back victories. And I, and I guess the, uh, uh, you know, the New Zealand health system's uh, gain is, is also Rutherdor's gain because all the Strava segments that he destroys on the regular, he, he's moving away. So this was yeah, a special. Yeah, he's moved to Tauranga. Yeah. 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 And he came across, he blistered across yep. in 124.51, which is four, me- four minutes off his record uh in 2020 and he had blood down his legs and i was like yeah. david what's up with that and it, yeah. you know uh he's like oh no that was from a race uh last week i've <laughs> he reopened the wounds uh yeah amazing he said he was yeah. contemplating going up distance um but he's doing iron man next month so he mm. decided not to and mm. um second was jake wilkinson in 130 48 and third was mike robinson in 135 49 yeah, I mean, we, we David, you know, is, if anyone's listened to any episodes of, you could pick a random episode of Dirt Church Radio and there would have been a victory by David Hounschmidt in a race when there, you know, it's just absolutely so regular, what a racer. And yeah, you, you caught up with him with your MC hat on after the race. Absolutely, you, you clog our feet every week with uh, winning stuff. So uh, congratulations on continuing the trend. How are you Thanks. feeling? Yeah, good. Love that course. Yeah. Sorry for uh, messing up your feet every week. Yeah, I've been meaning to apologise. How is that run? I know you've got a bit, you've got a bit of claret on your legs. And you're oh, I think that's from another race, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> you're still bleeding from another race you did. And it was a, a ridiculous race. Uh, peak to peak in Teirua. Yeah. With the wee swim in the middle. And you had to jump over coral and things. Yeah. That was that one. Yeah. This was a little bit less gnarly. Only a little bit. Yeah. And how was it out today? Great, yeah, amazing trails. Uh, I love this place, yeah. Lived here for a year. Can't beat this for trail running worldwide, yeah. So. And think about it, and I've said this to everyone who has come across, but it's a good thing to think about. You have won the 21k today, and this isn't happening anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking about it all week. We're just uh, so lucky, aren't we? Yeah, you just uh, pinch yourself. Um, and. Well done, organizers, for putting this on. It's uh, incredible effort, and like you, you guys know what trail running is all about from the trails, the ethos, um, Paul Chakras, a little speech at the start. Like, uh, yeah, no, I felt wrong. It's amazing. Fantastic, good effort, incredible. Sorry, I'm all sweaty. That's right, man. So Right, the 50k. Yeah, absolutely, the 50 kilometer. And that started at Tapuya, and that was the. I got up to watch the 100-mile race start, and I got up so I could record some audio for the show, but I'd also got up to just kind of um, take a sneaky look and see how Kerry emceed and and get the tone and sort of what to, you know, how's this going to work? What does this look like? So I was was Mm. nervous when I, you know, caught up with Ali um, at Tapuia, which is just an absolutely fantastic uh, geothermal uh, area in Rotorua, and... Man, the atmosphere was fantastic. You know, the sun was, the, you know, this race started at seven, so the sun had come up and it was overcast and still. Uh, and, you know, there was between 850 and 840 runners, depending on who you sort of talk to, and 40% first-time runners. Wow. So 40% of people, yeah. Day. Absolutely. So we had we had the mayor there, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Chadwick, so she yep. was great and... It was, it was just a really, 
incredible start. The the amount of it's it was a really it was a really amazing vibe to the race. It was a big field. Mm. There was some the pointy end was very very pointy. You know, mm. some fast mm. fast people. And, uh, you know, with the expectation that, that, you know, course records were absolutely on the line. However, the vibe was just relaxed and Mm. just this joyous kind of, we're all doing this, we're all going to get to run in some absolutely pristine environments. And yeah, it was amazing. And, um, and, and, And what a day. And I mean, do you want to... Tell us about Caitlin Fielder. Yeah, I mean Caitlin Fielder. You know, what an athlete! And and she came to Tarawera last year, won the fifty k, then underwent serious hip surgery straight afterwards, and which required seven months of rehab. She couldn't even walk at some point, and you know, but it just didn't seem to stop her on Saturday. She went on to win in a new record time of three fifty nine twelve, and she was second overall. The only person who beat her was was Jonathan Jackson, and she said afterwards that. She'd have been gutted if she'd went in over four hours, but there was just no danger of that with her sprint finish. I mean, she must have seen the clock and just thought, right, because she was gunning it, wasn't she? It was oh, like, she, whoa, 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 everyone get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, she she was amazing. She she really was like a bat out of hell. And, and, yeah. and you know, I just want the comparison between, uh, you know, Jono and, and, and Caitlin, you know, like both of them stoked, both of them incredible, you know, John, he was in the hurt box mm. and had to have a, you know, a sit down. Caitlin was, you know, high-fiving her mates and like <laughs> absolutely just. Yeah, we, 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 we carried on, you know, after she'd come through, we were talking away, you know, carrying on our duties, um, which, which I should say, sorry, I think we've kind of haven't made it clear, but so um, Kerry Suter and Ellie Pottinger were, were emceeing as well, as they've always done um, at the race. They're, they're sort of so ingrained to the race. Absolutely. So much part Definitely. of the race. They're just unbelievable. And it was a real honour to to watch them at work and, and see the community that yep. they're so much part of and that they feed into. But anyway, we were carrying, carrying on and off to the side of this, the finish line was like an hour later or something was Caitlin still... I don't even think she'd left the area. She's still chatting no. away to people, casual as like she'd been out for a you know slow sort of twenty minute run or something. It was unbelievable. She was just mm. yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal run. And you know, hats off to her. So look, Jonathan Jackson is well known as a, a speedy road runner. And well, he, look, he we did, have to talk about. Sorry, we have to talk about the mm-hmm. other women. Who we didn't talk about that because I got distracted talking about Kerry and Ellie. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yes, right. We are running on. <laughs> I think yeah. you know we have to. You know we will. You know we will say aroha mai. We are going to be digressive, um, mm, but mm, we're mm. running on fumes. And you know I think if it was any other circumstance, we'd probably be like let's just have a let's have a lie in. But you know, um, mm. Dirt Church Radio is if nothing else for the people. So second. Yep. Was Tamara yes. Clark in four thirty three seventeen, which is an incredible result for a fifty k like that. And yeah. third was Genevieve Coffee in four forty one fifteen. Yeah, again, great times on a on a course like that. Extraordinary. Massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Can I go back to? If <laughs> I, I missed Take anything else, so he yeah he's he's known as a road runner really, but he he did trounce the field at the Grunt down at Kepler last year. And in the 50k, he was he was dominant again. Even though it was his first ultra marathon, he he won in 3:46:51, which was 13 minutes ahead of Caitlin, 26 minutes ahead of the second placed male and third place getter, Daniel Shaw in 4:12:40, and third was Matthew Payne in 4:15:19. 
I mean, that that's incredible. That is yeah. absolutely incredible. He's just outside, just outside the course record. Yeah, right. yeah. He was hunting uh, it down, wasn't he? But he didn't hunting quite it down. Didn't yeah. make it. Didn't quite make it. His dad was there, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, at, the, at near the finish line, and he was sort of watching the clock, and he he knew that it was going to be close, but it was just outside. But you know, John, he was running solo for most of the races. He took off from the start, and he he talked about later about how weird it was to come past the start of the 21k field at Blue Lake and, and they just erupted in, in noise um, Wow! apparently as he came past. So he said it was like silent, 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 huge noise, silent, <laughs> silent, silent. <laughs> and the great thing Which about Tarawit is, is is all the races, don't they? they? They have mainly for that last part past Blue Lake, it's the same course. Yeah, yeah, that's so right. Everyone's running that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and you caught up with him afterwards and had a chat with him when he was sitting on the ground, didn't you? I did. Mm. He was he was in good spirits, but he like you said, he was he was pretty pretty knackered. Absolutely. I mean, he was sorry. He was. I was just thinking if we had some audio there, but obviously <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have that audio, unfortunately. But okay. So I mean, yeah. He he basically he came in. He's he's a very lithe, lean, you know, compactly muscled. Uh, looks like just a very very fat the the very fast runner he is and he came in and he basically he had to have a sit down it was stinking hot already at that time you know uh not quite 11 o'clock um and he he was he said you know he was he was in the hurt box he really was Uh, and he was chasing uh. he was chasing the course record running solo didn't know you know i mean you get your splits don't you until the last aid station at Redwood so then you you know from that point you kind of you're pinning it you got your ears pinned back and it was he was just he was stoked but yeah he certainly he'd um he said his legs were pretty sore yeah and he had he he pretty he shot you down pretty quickly didn't you when you asked about was he going to go up in distance yeah he, he was like no not a chance no <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic That's and we have to right yeah and we have to say and one of the things also about this race is that there was there was no differentiation no. So you run as you run as you run, and we want to make that clear too. I have Absolutely. as much, and I got as emotional about twenty-one k runners as I did about hundred mile runners as I did Absolutely. about fifty k mm. runners and hundred and two runners. It was just mm. fantastic. You're lacing mm. up, you're getting out. You've got our respect. Totally. So the hundred and two k. I mean, wow. It was it was particularly exciting for me because I was I was on the mic during the afternoon, and we we were getting updates from the course that showed. Michael Voss, who won the 50k last year, didn't he, he set the record last year? Yes, absolutely. And he was stepping up to the 100k this year, and there was a lot of talk about he was going to go for it. And and the the updates we we're getting from the course showed he's in control and he's going well. Um, and you know he he it looked like he was sort of you know controlling the race. But Ruth Croft was always there or thereabouts in every update that we got, and he just had this feeling that something amazing is about to happen. You know. Look, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I, I called it from the start. It was my firm belief, and it came to pass. I always thought that she would be victorious, and mm. just you know, uh, and and it's that thing, isn't it? It's and she, the, she talks about it, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit. She talks about comparison being the death of joy. It's like, mm. sure, you might have a faster marathon time. But there's so many other variables that go into racing. And unfortunately, yep. you know, Michael Voss was in the lead and he got sick, you know, yep. which, which happens. And, and, and this is the thing, yeah. it, traveling at that speed, you know, those margins are razor thin anyway, right? So Absolutely. Goodness me. Yeah. I And I was lucky enough to um, 
to see Ruth. I, you know, I, I, as I said, I got home, left you on the left the hundred and two k and Kerry in your hands, and, and took off home for a rest. Ali and I were had, you know, we we, we tapped out, Clocked and I got home. Yep. I got home, and I was just I had, I just had ants in my pants. Eh? I couldn't relax, and so I thought oh, I'll go for a little run, and I turned up. I went up over Tokorangi Pa. Which is a famous, uh, you know, people have talked about it on their greatest runs ever. It's a famous road in the Whakadewarewa Forest, and I, I've just, it was beautiful. And I came up to the turning point, so I was running towards Tarawera, towards the Blue Lake, and there are these three marshals there, these guys, they're just, they're amazing. They were being so kind to the 50k, uh, you know, the people at the back of the pack, and, and they turned to me and they go, oh, I said, how's it going? They're like, oh, you know, the lead 102 man hasn't come through yet. And as the dude said it, Ruthie popped up over the hill Mm. in the distance. And I've got a video of her. I might bang it up actually on the the show notes. And she she came down the hill just looking so strong and composed. And Mm. the marshals were like, what? Cheering. And I was cheering. Mm. And it was was just, Mm. it was incredible to watch. It was just Mm. so good. Mm, and mm. from that, I mean, she was... Well, she'd taken the lead about halfway through. and Absolutely. She, she knew those splits for Courtney Dewalter's record and she had them down pat. And so she was watching the splits at each aid station, you know, and, and sort of mid-afternoon, she just stormed home to a massive reception. It just, it felt electric at the oh, What was line. that? I, 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 I mean, I wish... Oh. I'd got, I enjoyed being out on the course. I wish I'd got to yeah. see her. It was fantastic. Oh, it just erupted. Everyone was just so happy um, for her and, um, you know, plenty of tears going on. Martin, her partner, was in tears. Oh, and, he's gorgeous, um, man. Yeah, it was just, you know, she, so she was first time uh, first time overall, uh, the first time that's happened at Tarawera, and, and she smashed the record. Uh, 9.21.03, which was an amazing, amazing run. Um, well, it's the, it's the first know, time taking, it's happened on a... seven minutes. Yes, yeah, seven minutes off Courtney DeWalter's, but it's also the mm. first time that's happened on an Ultra Trail World Tour yeah, race. World Tour, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Incredible. I mean, you know, let's just say that again slowly. She took seven minutes off Courtney DeWalter's record, course record. Just, you know, it just, <sighs> extraordinary, incredible. extraordinary run. Um, and, you know, Kanoka Azumi was second home in, in 10, 12, and 9, which, you know, fantastic result as well. Mm-hmm. And and the remarkable Sue Crowley, you know, I think she's done every every distance at Tarawira maybe. Yep. Maybe maybe the 21 to go. But she got a huge cheer from the hometown, hometown crowd um, who were all supporting her, and she came home third in 10, 56, 28. You, you mentioned that, that she posted – she um comparison is the death of joy and ruth that is and she was sort of you know she wanted to reflect that she got a lot of attention for the fact that she came first and she yeah. sort of wondered what would have happened if you know if she if she wasn't the first home you know yeah well, well it's, i mean what's a legitimate question absolutely and i mean if you don't mind what you know what she said is you know after letting the excitement and gratitude of tarawita sink in I'm feeling a little confused. The amount of noise that my winners generated in the media is overwhelming. They talked about trail running on national news, which is rare in New Zealand. Uh, But I can't help wonder if my performance of winning in my field and breaking the race record would have generated so much attention had not any man run faster than me on the day. Sadly, probably not, you know, Mm. which is really, it's amazing food for thought. You know, she, she, 
then I mean she she went on to say don't get me wrong how grateful she was how how mm. you know hard she'd worked and she said I just hope that uh, female accomplishments can be recognised and spoken of as such without needing to compare them with men's ones. Mm, absolutely. And what absolutely. did she say? She backed up her co- famous comment from Old Ghost Road, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. It, when, when she crossed the finish line. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She crossed the finish line, and and Martin, we got Martin to interview, and Martin was a bit cut up. He just sort of thrust the mic on her face and uh, you know towards her and said, "What do you want to say?" And she went, "Well, at least I wasn't dooted." brilliant brilliant brilliant. um you know you think of what she's come through you know she she returned to new zealand just before christmas and you remember in our christmas episode um if you go back and listen to that she she was staying at the sedima in in rotorua where where her and martin basically wore out the car park uh and broke and killed the treadmill yeah anyway um so she came she came running past the sedima um that's you came past it on the way back into the finish line, which was a nice little touch. Um, it's her second time at the 102 at Tarawera after a ding dong battle with Ruby Muir in 2015, um, and it's just another cap to go with her. I mean, astonishing list of victories and and, and podiums. You know, first at overall the Old Ghost last year. She's won the last two 55 kilometer OCC races at UTMB week, and she's got two 42 kilometer Mont Blanc marathon victories. Um, in her CV already, you know, she's finished, she finished top eight at Seoul Marathon to claim a world champs qualifier. And I think she's about to head off to Christchurch to run the marathon there. And she's, she's going for Western States as well, isn't she? Yeah, I can't, I heard, is that, is that right? Yep. I heard, I that heard. is right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Well, and we got some audio, didn't really we? Really interesting. We have, we got some audio from a conversation with the Ironman staff afterwards. Here it is. Congratulations, Ruth. 102 winner today. Tell us a little bit about how the race went, how it rolled out. Um, I tried to start a bit conservatively, but it's pretty tough because the first 30k is just so fast. Um, and then tried to put the hammer down a bit at 31k, and then had a good bunch of guys that I was running with. Um, and then tried to get a gap, like around where the boat ride was. And then suffered a bit after that to Muller Road, and then kind of pulled it together until the end. Yeah, it looked like you were dragging a group of guys around the first 40Ks. Yeah, well they were dragging me around actually, and it got a bit frustrating when they're like, they're setting the pace and it feels like it's just a bit too fast. But no, it was always good to have a bit of company out there. And then you went through the, a few of the men over, across Western Montana, you went through Michael and a couple of other guys. Yeah, I passed one of the, um, yeah, the other guy as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he was struggling with cramps, and then I passed Michael just before Miller Road. Yeah. And what does it mean to you to a take out a Australia World Tour race? Hasn't been many of those for a while, and also to take it out as the first overall. I'm stoked. Yeah, it's just a good day. Not much more to say. Awesome. That'll do. Sweet. Thank you. Right. Well, in the means, it was. <laughs> There was just floods of tears amongst our fellow MCs, Kerry and Ali. Uh, one of their local, one of their runners, uh, local boy, Reese Johnson, he, he, you know, word came through that he had taken the lead in the, in the men's race and they were just beside themselves. They were so excited but nervous. Um, and as he got closer and closer, it looked like it was going to come true. So when, when he eventually came across the line, Kerry was like, you're going to have to call this, I can't. I'm just going to be a, a wreck. Um, and sure enough, he was, and everyone was. So so for Reese, it was a, a, a dream come true. You know, he won the men's title in 
39-29. He said he just couldn't believe it when he hit the lead. And he, he kept waiting for someone to take it off him. But he, he hung on, you know. Yeah, I, I had the pleasure of seeing Reese out on the course. I mean, I I, yep. I don't know Reese very well. He's done Riverhead Rampage before. He's he's a oh, lovely okay. yeah, he's a lovely yeah. man. And yeah. and I saw you know the Tarawera what the 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 motto should, or the you know the tagline for it should be Tarawera Ultra Marathon Kerry Suter will burst into tears. Um, <laughs> you know he he was weeping yeah. hours before he finished. Yeah, and yeah. Um, when I saw him on Tokorangi Pa, I was like, you know, you've already made Kerry cry. And he was like, oh, <laughs> you know, just sort of, <laughs> of course it did, you know. Yeah, but he was yeah, moving yeah. so strong. He was, and you know, in the end, the top three miles were six minutes apart. Imagine that, you know, Chris Sanston was second in nine forty-two forty-six, just three minutes behind Reese, and then Simon Cochran was third in the men's in nine forty-five oh six. So, you know, astonishing, astonishing race, and and so happy for Reese. You know, he he's um he's had it pretty tough. He mm. broke a rib in a mountain bike crash last year and really messed up his shoulder. And you know, he said, "I don't really have any business even being on the start line." But there he was, and and what a race, you know. Um, here's some audio from him afterwards. No, you don't. You look good. You're out. You're quite. <laughs> right. Yeah. One hundred two k men's champion today. Must be a good race out there. How'd you feel? How'd it go? Uh, unbelievable to take it out like just a dream come true. To be honest, yeah, so many things had to go right for me. So this COVID, obviously, one real shame. All those um, internationals right here, you know, like I love seeing them all come through. So obviously that went in my favour, and then. So many Kiwis here that should have taken it out, but they, they had a bad day, you know. A lot of people, it was their race to lose, so couldn't believe, found myself in the lead, and I was just sort of waiting for someone to sneak up on me, and uh, never happened. It was um, from the Redwoods, about um, set five to seven K to go. Uh, <clears throat> knew that it was pretty close, so just gave it everything I could, and uh, yeah, full spin for that last bit, so yeah, awesome. so stoked man, to take it out. Awesome, yeah, you looks like you were going pretty hard from the beginning. Did you have any tactics or plan? Or no, you I wasn't, just... to be honest, I was in a, in a pretty, um, I was in a pretty chill pace. The, um, the, the main group I was with I, uh, early on, I felt like they were just sitting a little bit slower than where I wanted to be. Um, so just slowly mooched off from them, and then um, half of them pulled me back in, um, I think it was about 30 and then ran with them for a bit and then they pulled out and uh, it was a bit faster than I wanted to be so I just, left. So I just did my own thing all day. Um, the um, Eastern uh, on Tarawera and then um, uh, Eastern on Katina, um, you know that's sort of the stuff I like running in, they're more technical so um, yeah pulled up to, uh, to Ruth and that and then uh, and she got in front of her for a little bit and then she pulled me back in but just before the boats so we crossed pretty, uh, pretty close but it was um, yeah, western um, the hill, I was just, um, yeah, up there, I was just doing my own thing again. I ran, it was pretty, I was pretty chilled up there. I just wanted to save myself for later on, so there was a lot of hiking. Um, I wasn't too phased, I'm trying to push hard or anything. And um, yeah, got to the top, still uh, in second, and then old Vossi, unfortunately, I mean, it was a shame to see him. Um, yeah, but a bit of a blowout in his leg. So, I don't know if he did this He did, yeah, he did look good, man. Yeah, so, yeah, real shame, but um, yeah, it was like a dream come true when I came past him and then just hung in there. Yeah, you had a, a bit of a crash a couple months ago. Um, tell us about the comeback from that. And... Oh, that was unreal. So, that was a mountain bike broken rib. Um, yeah, shoulder, messed up shoulder. So, um, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't be here, to be honest, I should not be here. <laughs> Massive shout out to Squadron Team, yeah, that Alan Fury, they got me uh, 
they got me here. Um, it was a lot of painful training, with the, you know, running with the, the rib and the shoulder, and uh, I was just trying to keep my K's up and push through it and, and let things heal. And um, yeah, lucky they uh, healed in time. So yeah, I was stoked, I was stoked. And you're a Rotorua local? Yeah, so Rotorua. What yeah. does it mean to you to win the Tunnel World Marathon? Oh, it's, it's, it's massive. I'd say it's, if there's any event in this country I want to put my name on, uh, that's it. No, um, I'm not really it's, it's a no yeah, drink, drink. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cheers, uh, man. Nice Thanks. Thanks. Okay, the big dog, the 100-mile race, you know. Amazing. You actually took the recorder out to the start at Tapuya, and here's a bit of audio you captured at the start line. It's 3.30 in the morning on Saturday, and I am just pulled up to Tapuya, which is the famous uh, geothermal area, one of the famous geothermal areas in Rotorua and I am here to witness the start of the 100 mile race of the 2021 Tarawira Ultra Marathon. Um, it is mild and there's some very very keyed up people and their support crews um, wandering around so let's go and uh, see what we can see. So it's always the truth that you go further away from home and you find someone who lives just around the corner. I'm here with Tom Wickram, who is about to toe the line at his first ever 100 mile race. Tom, how are you feeling? Matt, I'm very excited, a little bit nervous, but uh, yeah, I've got to trust in everything I've done. I've got to trust in the training plan and, and the, the year that I've done and enjoy the moment, really. Um, it's not too cold. A little bit overcast. Conditions don't even get any better. But no, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, ecstatic. Can't wait. It's, um, it's going to be a, a cool journey. I mean, it's it's not an understatement. So you've transformed yourself in terms of the amount of running that you've undertaken. Um, how has the process gone? Uh, I think I started about two years ago. I wanted to get back into a bit of running and, and just to see what happened. I did, did about two or three runs a week and, and built on that. And then mid mid last year, I decided to uh, to try and get into the the ultra world. And I met a few guys from the Dirt Church Radio, Tom, yourself, uh, Eugene, and Gene, and just got chatting to them and thought, right, you know, what can I do? What can I do this year? And, and I had an inkling to try and do a big ultra. And the boys were keen to do the Tarawera, and uh, I thought. Let's do it. Let's get into it. And uh, Gene and Tom were, were there, and I said, which one should I do, the 100K or the 100-miler? They're both are different answers, and I've decided to go for the bigger one, so we'll see how we go. And, I mean, this, uh, you, you've undertaken some quite hefty endurance endeavours in the past. I mean, you rode across the Indian Ocean. Are you more nervous uh, now standing at Tapuya waiting to start the 100 mile or when you were about to start your row across the Indian Ocean? Matt, it's weird. Uh, I've been saying to Bex the last few days about it and uh, yeah, the Indian Ocean row was 82 days in total um, and I think I'm more nervous now than I was then, uh, which is weird. I think the Indian Ocean I had no idea about really what I was going to get into, but uh, potentially 30 hours out in the, the Tarawera ranges is a lot more daunting than the Indian Ocean at this precise moment. Oh man, I'm sure that you'll go well. Trust your process and it's it's good to see you, brother, and we'll yeah. catch you at Thank the end. Thank you. Cheers, okay. buddy. Cheers. Bro. I am with Kirk, Bates, 
Gene Andrews and Simon Forsey starting at the 100 mile start. How are you feeling, Simon? Very nervous, mate. Excited, though. Me? Excellent. Is that enough? That's enough, man. That's enough. I'll look at these. I'll, 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 I'll get out of the way, but yeah, have a good run. It smells awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you smelled Sewon? No, I, I mean, no. Sewon, come here. Apparently, you smell really well. Yeah. How are you going? <laughs> I'm alright. <laughs> That's good. How's, I mean, are you ready? Uh, hope so. <laughs> Fantastic. Alright, brother. You have a good run and we'll see you at the finish. I think the theme for today is gratitude. Gratitude that we can do this thing. And of course they are understanding that no one in the world is having ultra marathons and massive crowd races. I can tell you now, everything is postponed or cancelled in Q1 except for this. So you are very, very lucky. And you're about to do something that isn't just special, but it's also unique. Tanamara Ultra Marathon is a hundred mile like no Standing at the start, Kerry Suter, the MC, is running through the sort of pre-race routine and we'll... Get ready for the cultural performance now.
You're about to do a 100-mile run, 165 kilometres through some of the most beautiful countryside on earth. For many of you, this is a culmination of an incredible journey to get here. And as you stand on the start line, think of everything that's brought you here. Your own courage, your own determination, your friends, your family. Many of you are racing for many, many different purposes. And I admire the fact that you are standing on the start line. Only a very small percentage of the population will ever, ever be here. And I really admire what you're doing right now and what you're going to do. Runners, have a wonderful day out there. Support yourselves, support each other. Thank the aid station volunteers, they're out there for you. And as Kerry said, the theme of this year's event is gratitude. And we are so grateful that this event can go ahead. And we are so grateful for you, the runners, being out here. You have the mana, you have the strength, you have the courage, you have the determination. And when that pornamu is placed on your neck at the finish line, that is only the culmination of your journey. Runners, we salute you and we wish you well on your journey today. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Come on, Tom! Tomorrow, and just like that, they're off. Incredible. Just take care of me today. Obviously, there's busy roads, there's busy intersections, it's difficult getting in and out of It's quite an odd feeling. It goes from a hive of activity to a virtual ghost town in Tapuia, if you've not been. It's one of the more grander um, places to start a race. It's one of the more grander places, um, full stop, but to start a race, and you've got, you know. Nearly 200 very keyed up people, very uh, at the, the pinnacle of their training, and, and they just shot off into the darkness for, for what would be for some of them, you know, close to 30 hours or over 30 hours of, of, of running through the forest. So, and there we go. So, the day's festivities have started, and I'm going to go and try and get some sleep now before I'm back in the same place in a couple of hours to start the 50k race. So, exciting times. Rightio, so after that, you did go back and get some sleep after all? No? You got some No, not anyway. really. I sort of... I, and then I, we caught I, up. Yeah. I, I went back and I made a cup of coffee and sort of got ready for the day and just, just sort of reflected on, yeah. on, on the, the intensity and, again, the, the, the magic of that start. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. the challenge, the, the karanga yeah. and, and, and all of that. It was... Yeah. Wow. But the point I was going to make was you, you went back, had some breakfast... I arrived down, we um, did our things, blah, 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 you know, 24 hours later, you know, well, 36 hours later, some of those people were still running. It was from woe it's to go, they were yeah. mind-blowing, you know. Amazing. Yeah. And what? look at, what a race, what a race. And let's start with the women, because what a ding-dong battle. So I would just like to um, state for the record that I have been nominated uh, as Katie Wright's official talisman of fortune, mm. her good luck charm, and apparently I'm going to Tennessee now as well. 
Excellent. Yeah. You should need a bigger suitcase for you me to fit in. But why. Yeah, because she won. And Katie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, but it but, was. But, but she won at. She Rui won Henry at. When you were there as well. Yeah, she did, didn't yeah. she? She. she <laughs> there you go. Yeah. She won at the hundred miles. Just decide that you were her good luck charm. She won at the Riverhead Relapse. There's evidence. There's evidence. Yes, there is mm. good. So the last, you know, she she won at the Riverhead Relapse, the the uh, last person standing event that I had the privilege to be one of the race directors at. And I mean, oh my gosh, the first woman in the world to do to do so. Yep. Um, she, you know, two years ago, she turns yep. up on the line, her first 100-mile race, not really having much of an idea about what it was all about, and came back last year. She paced her mate Emma Bainbridge and mm. absolutely stonked at home, and she kept oh. you running scared, didn't she? Matt, she did. We were getting updates because she was, Emma was closing in on me, and, you know, we knew that she had Katie pacing for her, and it was I was just looking at my shoulder the whole time waiting for her, and for Emma and, and Katie to come over the horizon. Um, and then and then this year, basically, she went through that experience. So, you know, it was down to her and Fiona Hayweiss and Dawn Tuffrey for the 2021 edition. And wow, you know, so Katie had a malfunction in her watch, so she kind of flew blind all day. But she slowly made her way through the field, as she's wont to do, and then moved up and finally took the lead from Fiona just past, just past Miller Road. Um, so she'd left Orkatina six minutes behind Fiona and you thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. And sure enough, just past Miller Road, she, she took the lead. Oh, it's just astonishing. Mm. Astonishing. So, you know, she, she pushed hard and in the end, you know, crossed her and her pace alley in 20 hours, 90 minutes and 19 seconds. And Fiona was just over a minute back in 20 mm. hours, 20 minutes and 42 seconds. Dawn Tuffrey in her first 100 miler, she was third in 22, 28, 55, which is astonishing, an astonishing debut. And just um, absolutely, when you're looking just, at those three human beings, you're thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, that could have been yep. anyone's. But yep. I, I mean, I, I need to tell you what it was. You know, there's finishes and there's finishes. And you'd expect yep. a, a a half marathon to have a finish mm. 90 seconds. You know, mm, we mm, got some mm. video, Ali and I were... You know, we were there. It was, gosh, what time? So it's if we're thinking twenty hours. It's it's just after midnight. You know, it's just mm, on just midnight. After midnight. Yep. There we go, and we get this, order, we get this video of Katie and her pacer at the last aid stations, which is at the Redwoods, and there's this massive sail under the Redwoods. It's just absolutely beautiful, and the and the aid stations in there, and they shined like disco lights onto the sail at night, and it was lit up like a nightclub, and there's this human being with these poles just running it looked like someone being chased through a nightclub throwing stuff out of her pack like throwing yep. like jettisoning any sort of weight and just eating it out of the state just running like a bat out of hell out of the station yeah and because she Casey. knew that fiona was just behind her well she was and not she, fiona was six knew. minutes behind her so at that point well, she knew that she was behind her, and she knew that Fiona was going to run like a skin cat on those roads and was fast. That's um, right. And she, but she, was charged, six, she was she was six she minutes up at down. She Katie had kind of always known it was going to come down to that. That absolutely. So she she stormed down the stairs. She was saying that she just 
she had Ellie in front of her, um, sort of <laughs> clearing the way Crash for her coming down the steps yeah, out, yeah, yeah. out of the quarry and just getting people out of the way. Is because Katie knew she could run down. Hopefully, she thought she might be able to run down fast, run downhill faster than Fiona, but she always knew that on the flats, Fiona was going to have the legs, and so it was really all coming out to that, wasn't it? So she was basically. Whoa. Mate, we, well, we, it's interesting too because we had some uh, expert backseat commentary going on. Uh, Craig Kirkwood turned up to watch ah. some of his athletes, and, and and that was really lovely. You know, like yeah. amazing coach. And we were saying, oh, can can Fiona do it? You know, it's six k. It's you know six minutes. And Craig's like, nope, nope. And we're like, hey, we're trying to build some narrative tension here, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll coach your athletes to a Olympic qualifier. You do the you do the commentary, mate. You know, it's <laughs> sort of a bit of banter. But Fiona, when they got to Hatupatu Road, which is one of the last paved sec, you know, they yep. could see each other. Wow. So Fiona could see Ali, and my goodness, when. When Katie crossed the finish line, one yep. of the things those of you who know Katie Wright have seen Katie Wright speak, or she's an incredibly composed. Mm. I don't say she's reserved. You know, she's mm. warm, she's mm. funny, she's smart, she's reserved. This she's a doctor. She's a she's a doctor. She went mm. to pieces when she crossed the finish line, but not in a sort of a, a, a weeping way. Is this a sort of primal? She was rolling around on the ground just screaming she couldn't talk she was hyperventilating um it was absolutely the most incredible thing and then Mm, mm. fiona turns up katie's still on the floor when fiona turns up you know i think katie Mm. was trying to get up to welcome her because she said where's where's fiona where is she you know she was trying to get up and fiona Mm, comes over mm, mm. anyone who knows fiona hayweiss she is so disciplined and so granular in her pre- her preparation and her mm. approach to racing. Yep. Um, there's never any flying blind for that woman, you know. No. And the 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 graciousness, the obviously she was gutted, but the respect, the graciousness, that just the camaraderie. Mm. You know, these these two women have run together at bigs. Um, mm. And I'm sure they will again, you know. And yeah, and they just, know how to push each other. They know yeah. how to push each other. It was just one of the most fantastic things. And I gave the mic to Katie to try and, you know, get some words out of her, and she she couldn't. And Fiona said, "Look, let me speak," and spoke f- not for her, but just gave this really stirring speech. It was fantastic. Oh wow, wow, what a moment! It what was, and, and and again, you know, like we've been up for a long time, and hmm. uh, there's a bit. Of t- this te- everyone's in tears, you know. Uh, it was just just magic. Mm, mm. Well, there was some audio with Katie after the race. You obviously did manage to speak eventually. Yes, and we <laughs> have it here. All right, I'm here with Katie Wright, winner of the hundred miles. Women's race. It was came down to a pretty narrow finish. Were you running a bit scared in the last few k's? Oh gosh, the last like thirty k's. Since I passed the just uh, oh, halfway between Miller and Blue Lake, I think it probably was. Um, and I was looking around constantly the entire way. Um, I didn't realise quite how close she was, um, but I was running just as hard as I could. Um, and knowing how close she was probably wouldn't have changed that. I was running as if she was right behind me, so yeah. if she was. Uh, A bit different to how you ran the first parts of the race. The first 100k you said was the warm-up. Yes, yeah, I was trying to be like, 
I knew that Thea was going to be quicker than me. On, like she's a lot quicker on the. On, she's a road runner. She's on like really quick on the yeah. like flatter stuff in the road um, in the middle section. So I was trying to not keep up with her um, and just run my own race. Um, and then these, I, I I really like technical trail running. So I knew that as soon as I got to well to outlet that was where I could really kind of start putting the hammer down. Um, and then when I picked um, Ellie up as my pacer, then I knew she'd give me a, a kick up the bum. And, uh, to... Awesome. Have you run mile before? I did Tarawera as my first ever mile uh, two years ago. How's it coming back again and yeah, again? Any a... different experience, same experience? It all oh, completely different. It was my first mile. I had no idea what to expect. I had like a 20 litre tramping bag um, and all I wanted to do was run under 24 hours. And I didn't really know that running under 24 hours was actually quite a big thing until I yeah. kind of got here. Um, so I think the kind of not knowing helped me a bit there because I just had no expectation. Well, I was just like, oh yeah. Under 20 around four hours is the type of thing you're supposed to do. So um, I just came in and in like 23:45 or something. Whereas this time, like I, I, I thought that sub 22 was definitely within my reach, and I'd kind of done the numbers for a sub 20 as a like if there was a bit of magic on the day. Yeah. Um, and my GPS actually completely malfunctioned, so I had absolutely no idea what I like. I, thought I was running well I think I was running 6.30s to start off with um, but like yeah I have like I then looked at the map the navigation and it was in the lake so um, I was running kind of blind for the entire um, yeah. <laughs> entire race which perhaps didn't hurt and then obviously you took the win what does that mean to you I, sh I still don't even know it's just completely unexpected um, yeah um, but yeah, obviously, is is huge. Um, yeah, uh, particularly coming back and um, like seeing the progression over two years. Like, I'm just a much stronger athlete now than I was two years ago. And um, try and come back in two years' time and see if I can uh, take another what like three hours off. <laughs> yeah, so you're pretty well known for your success in Big's backyard and the Relapse Ultra. Um, how do you compare? running the miler today to running those kind of races it's just completely different eh? like i don't think i've ever run a race as a race like and i knew that fee's a really experienced competitive runner like she's got a competitive head and i'm like i'm i mean backyard is competitive but it's not like it's not really a race yeah in the like, same just who keeps standing up exactly and that's a very different mentality um, so that was kind of, yeah, it was neat actually, like to be, it is literally the first race I've ever actually had a race with someone, um, which I can, I can see why people enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got, have you got any other goals for 2021? Any other things that you're going to tick off? So many. Um, <laughs> anything in, in particular? Um, gosh. Um, I mean, most of the year is going to be spent in pre preparing for Revenant next year. Um, I feel like I kind of held back a bit this year. Um, so I did Revenant at long distance, um, kind of row gain um, four weeks ago. And I knew I had this coming up and I knew I wanted to do well. And so even though, I mean, I tried as hard as I could, but I think that 
men mentally it was kind of on the back burner so I've got a score to settle with Revenant so a lot of training towards that um, but hopefully I will get over to Tennessee for October so that will be a big one um, and then I'm hoping to do my first ever track event um, with Fee. Um, yeah. So we've um, got some plans in place. Um, if we can, if we can sort out funding um, and get an event together, then hopefully we'll um, we'll have 48 hours on the track together. Yeah. We seem to be a pretty good team to um, get each other going. So, just for the reference, what's the 48 hour mark you're looking to break? Um, so, um, respectively, the Kiwi and UK um, records. Um, which I've looked at about a thousand times, but I keep looking at in kilometres and miles and each one and the numbers just will not come to me right now. Right. I have to Google it every time. I don't blame you. <laughs> awesome. That's... Okay, so the men's race, you, you can't talk about it without saying hats off to one of Craig Kirkwood's, the aforementioned athletes, Absolutely. Carl Reid, you know. The Ironman champion, two-time Ultraman champ, he, he came to Tarawera last year, chased Vlad Shatrov and, and blew up at Okatina and had to pull the pin. This year, he trained his butt off, didn't he? Unbelievable. Absolutely. He just learnt some lessons, worked, worked, worked with, with Craig on getting his nutrition, his hydration right. I saw him talking about how he needed to figure out how to get Throw, you know, get that pace right through aid stations. You yeah. know, you can't afford to just fly through like an Ironman transition. You've got to make sure you're you, you've got you've got what you need. Um, and he returned for some redemption, didn't he? And, and seeing him on the seeing him on the start line, mm. you, you know, he, he looked deadly. He was focused. He looked calm. Mm. He was in incredible shape. You know, he's, yep. and he's, he cuts a striking figure too. You know, oh yeah, he's covered in tattoos. He's got you know the whole side of his head tattooed as well. Like the man is, yep. he's got the mullet. He's got a mullet and and just deadly and. Mm. You know, I mean, and he went hard happened? again. You know, he went hard again, but just once again, second year in a row, his his body shut down. You cannot say that he doesn't leave everything out there. You know, he he left Orkutina saying that he was feeling well, and then he got to 126. He, sorry, he wasn't feeling well. He was. We were getting word he was not feeling well, and then when he got to 126 kilometers at the top of the climb, the medic station, then Nick noticed that Carl was wobbling and checked him out and said. No, sorry, pal, your day's over. And he he was gutted, as you can imagine. Um, you know, second year in a row that he's had to had to pull out. But you know, meanwhile, um, Matt Urbanski. So he he DNF'd last year too. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 he was you know he was here to do the race, and then he was planning to go home mm. to Boulder, Colorado. But um, what with one thing and another, he he ended up staying here the whole time. Interestingly, if you put uh, Matt Urbanski and Dave Jack, our friend, together. Dave mm. Jack looks like he could be Matt Urbanski's stunt double. Really? They are so similar. Like oh. Matt's, Has he got Matt's, any Florida connections? Oh, it's, it's certainly it's, an, it's a very good-natured American connection. Absolutely. <laughs> they, they look quite similar as well. Uh, yep. But anyway, um, I thought that was really – that was things you pick up, you know. Um, yeah. He was after redemption as well, and he got a big yeah. time, you know, and, and mm. he – he had one of those dream days. He was patient. He he had the sounds on. He just listened to music, and he came back and he won his fifteenth hundred mile race. Mm, mm. <laughs> I don't. Sorry, I don't think that means he won his. I wrote that very clumsily. I think ah, he's done so he, fifteen hundred mile his, races. So this man is, has 
run he's 1500 mile races he's not chasing um, and carl uh so um carl 100 miles are not that far oh carl Meltzer, yeah yeah and, Meltzer, and, and he's yeah. lying it's yeah. a long way. That's right. I know. Uh, hasn't he famously won more? He's he's definitely he, won more hundred mile race than anyone else, hasn't he? Absolutely. Anyway, sorry, far out. We see we do be digressive. We did warn you. So Matt, yeah, they they their return flight was cancelled um, due to the pandemic. So it all worked out well. He got to come home and he got that redemption that he that he sought. So he won in 1804-34. So he finished on Saturday. Started mm. on Saturday. Finished on Incredible. Saturday. Yep. Uh, with Doug Moore second in 1911-33 and Lewis Schindler, yeah. revenant finisher. Respect. Third, yeah. yeah, third place in 1942-54 at prize giving it was incredible like Matt jumped up uh, onto the stage uh, Dougie kind of he, he needed a hand up and, and yeah. but Lewis leapt up onto the stage like just sprung up like oh, really? he was incredible wow, <laughs> wow. amazing and Holy look yeah. I mean I again I got some audio with, uh, with oh, Matt no. after the race sorry not your audio it no. wasn't your audio no um, you well, did, I did talk get some audio after the, after the race. You did, you did, but that's not what we're about to play. We're about to play some other audio with Matt after the race. Cool. So, when else they have a hundred mile race first across the line? Um, how did it go out for you out there? How'd the race pan out across the day? Ah, uh, I mean, it was a great feeling to get it to <clears throat> get it done, and um, everything just went smoothly all day. I, my motto is be patient, and I. There's a the section between 93k and like like the top of that climb after Okataina. Like it's just slow and technical, and I just took my time and and then I had legs for the big climb, like the climbs and stuff later on. So that worked out well. And then I just had this like feeling of gratitude all day. I was really thankful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The people were great. I had some songs on my playlist that just had me like feeling good about life. And yeah, one of the teams said you were singing a song as you left. Oh the man, sessions. I feel bad for him. I have terrible <laughs> singing, but I was just in a groove and feeling good. And you know, normally in hundred milers, I feel like you can have really high highs and low lows, and I, I didn't really have any low lows. I just steady all day. So yeah, it was awesome. Cool. Yeah, um, you. DNF to this race last year. Yeah. Back again. You stayed in New yeah. Zealand almost just to run this race again. It feels like fate, even though I don't. Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah. Uh, How does it feel to come back and finally conquer it? Oh, I, was, I wasn't in shape last year. I was injured. I just wanted to try, and then I got sighted last year. I was like moving up into the top ten, and I just ran like an idiot. And this year, I was I'm fit. I was ready, and had a good plan. And yeah, it feels good to just. I, out of the two different races I've ever, 100 milers I've ever DNF'd, I've been able to go back and get it done. So the odds of me ever coming back to do this one again were really low after I DNF'd last year. So it feels pretty crazy that I actually got to do it again. Also when no one is allowed in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've done, this is your 15th finish miler. Yeah. How does it stack up against the other ones that you've run? Uh, in what way? Overall experience, awesomeness toughness yeah um it wasn't the fastest one it wasn't the slowest one i managed a couple others probably a little bit better but this was right up there with some of the better ones i've done um it was a pretty course i love some of the sections along the lakes even though they were slow i love the forest part where it was smooth dirt roads yeah it's a course that's really built for me i 
I'm good at like smoother, faster trails. The technical stuff I'm not very good at, so I was glad there was less technical and more smooth. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then you said you're heading back to the states shortly. No, we no. They're staying around. They're sort of pushing the tourists out. I think. I think that's the general consensus. Right. And so, unless something happens in Sydney in the next four days. Uh, on Tuesday, we fly to Sydney. <laughs> right, any plans to run any more races or...? I don't know, when I was talking, maybe it was Tim or... Paul, someone was talking about UTA, so yeah. we'll see. UTA 100 maybe in May? If it's an option and my wife put, gives me the stamp of approval, then maybe. But as of now, I don't really know. I'm happy to just chill out. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate your help, Okay, so the elites are one part of Tarawira, but really, you know, the emotion, um, you know, you just see so many everyday runners pulling off dreams that they, they dared to chase. Uh, and it's extraordinary, especially as the clock really ticks down to that 36 hour cutoff, doesn't it? I, I felt frightened. Uh, mm. and I felt frightened. I felt hopeful. I felt excited. I felt keenly interested I felt frightened at that point for mm. the runners, but also mm. for could I handle what was going to happen in the next hour? Was I going to be able to stand up and, and, and hold that space for these people? Because, oh yeah. my goodness, it was just, yeah. it was beautiful. It was just... Intense. And, and oh. intense and tense. And there was a yeah. massive crowd, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Paura Haru Haru from Paidoa. Legend. How do you do something hard and then you yeah. make it harder by a factor of several degrees and then you go, you know what, let's just... That's not quite hard enough. Let's turn the hardness knob yeah. up to 11 and just like yeah. snap it off. This yeah. Yeah. legend decided yeah. he'd put some meaning into the race. He wanted to raise money for the Huntley team Little Big Bots, which encourages healthy lifestyles or not healthy lifestyles, Kids getting fit, kids getting moving. It's an amazing mm. cause, and we'll put the link to his fundraiser in our show notes. Yeah. Um, this man did this race in gumboots. So, actual, literal. The degree of difficulty. Literal gumboots. And he stopped every kilometer for 160 kilometers and did 10 burpees. So he did 10 burpees on the Western Okataina Walkway. He did 10 burpees on the Eastern Okataina Walkway. He did mm. 10 burpees on Tokorangi Pa Road. Mm. He would have done 10 burpees on that boiling hot piece of asphalt outside of mm. Ridefukaitu. He did unbelievable. He did 10 and burpees like, at the finish. When I, yeah, at the finish. And like when he did his burpees at the finish, I thought, okay, man, he must be exhausted. He's run for almost 36 hours. He's, been, he's done 1,600 plus burpees. He's been in gumboots. These are going to be pretty tired burpees. No way. He bit Kerry oh. and I. He was amazing. <laughs> it was just like he'd just turned up. It was insane. Kerry and I were looking at each other like, okay, well, uh, yeah, we'll just fake yeah. it. And his whanau came down and did yes. this incredible haka yeah. at the finish line. As he was amazing. coming up the shoot, mm. he mm. was he was, you know, he was getting a lot of aroha from the crowd and he was, he was mm. talking to people, shaking hands. Then he stops before yes. the finish line. So he hasn't crossed the finish line. He's like a, 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 literally like a footstep, a foot's width away from the finish line. And he breaks out into the same haka back at his mm. family, which mm. for those who don't know, that's not a, it's not an, it's not an aggressive thing. It's a, it's a, 
it's 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 a it's a, a you know it can be used very as a supportive mm. respectful you mm. know, it's a way to yeah, show you respect, respect isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. yeah absolutely so absolutely. he then he breaks into the same haka to mm. his family and they sink up at the end it was just oh my the air was electric yeah. it really was it really really was and <sighs> and with them were some of these kids from yeah. you know from this group who who ran the last 6k with them and his mum um, ran the last 6k with them yeah too. i mean it was kind of a real moment of yeah this is what tarawera is all about yeah um you know there are lots of those but it was a real real moment and i was glad that i stuck around for it another was adrian henry coming in oh my gosh you know the star of chasing Pinamu, which if you haven't watched we'll put a link um in our show notes yeah um aaron smart's movie but so adrian um had dnf'd and then he he came back and he and he finally he was chasing Pinamu, one of the the Pinamu, the the talkie that you earn um if you complete the 100 mile race um he he got there um, two years ago, then mm. he he came back last year and had another heartbreaking DNF. Um, but this year, eight minutes to spare, boom, he Amazing. comes across the line, Amazing. and it was again just it was almost like a, a whisper went through the crowd. It's Adrian, it's Adrian, it's Adrian as he approached. Yeah, um, yeah, astonishing, huge, huge <sighs> respect to that man. And then at that point, mm. what what we did is is. Ali and Kerry and I went out into the finishing shoot. And mm. it was strange, having been there for that long, I hadn't actually stepped foot over the finish line Yep. once. I did it once, yep. but then walked right out and the crowd were amping and we were trying to get the crowd as sort of fired up as possible because we knew yep. that there were, by that time, there were two people left yep. on, on, the course. on the course. And the last mm. official finisher was Alison Slack, who, my goodness, mm. you talk about grit and determination she came through i mean she was bent over and it looked like multiple directions she was sort of bent yeah. over forwards and bent over to the side yeah yeah uh, and and just gutting it out and for those of you who are concerned you know she did post to facebook later that she was fine she had a painful muscle spasm in her back and couldn't stand up but once she got to the medical tent you know some electrolytes got some care into her she was she was right as rain and yeah yeah but how yeah. easy would it have been for her to go nah not, oh, not today. So easy. But instead, so easy. she just showed that determination, guts, and, and she got there ahead yeah. of the cutoff. Astonishing. One of the mm. things that they say at Tarawera is, is, it's, is it's safety over stupidity. So Alison mm. was obviously, she was right to finish. Yes. Um, they will cut people as heartbreaking yep. as it is. Yep. Um, yep. And, and we saw that with Clive, but... And, you know, you had Tim Day, you had Jumbo Rich running out onto the course to bring Clive home. And, mm. you know, Clive's one of the most fiercest advocates for Tarawera. He's run the race multiple times. I mean, the first time I met him um, was at a half marathon that Mike Tennant organized years ago when he was doing his 52 half marathons mm. for hospice. And mm. just got the trail running bug, you know, got down to a 3.30 marathon, off-road marathon, um, and just turns up every year. He's finished the hundred miler. Um, he's DNF'd the hundred miler. And at this time, it was it was it was he didn't quite get there. He was just five minutes no. over. Yeah, just outside the the, the cutoff. And and um, you know his his team had worked hard to try and get him home, hadn't they? Um, pushing him, encouraging him as much as they could. But 
just wasn't quite the day to get there under 36 hours. But Clive, man, you'll, you'll be back. We know it. We Absolutely. know it. And yeah. he got a massive amount of respect. Oh, uh, totally. And, 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 totally. and walked it in. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got a huge, you know, amount of um, love from the crowd. Yeah. yeah. But look, before we wrap up, we'd, just, we'd better say like a, a, a shout out to the medical staff out there all weekend both at the finish line and at the aid stations and on course, you know, you, you do an amazing, amazing job. Absolutely. Thank you. Then the, the volunteers, more than 600 people who stood in the, that was stinking hot on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and yet so many people stood there, marshals, aid stations, doing all sorts of jobs that you don't even see. Um, absolutely extraordinary. And the, and the staff, you know, we were lucky enough to meet a bunch of them this year, Matt. And honestly, it was such a pleasure. And I guess that's the thing. You talk, you know, I know that when Iron Man, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting Dave Beach. I had the pleasure of meeting the traffic people. I had the pleasure of meeting. And yep. there was a lot of, there's a bit of shit got talked when Iron Man yep. took yep. over. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, having stayed in the house with some of these guys for that, two, they are frothing they are passionate they are getting one or two hours sleep a night they are heaving it they are just mm. so committed to this race and it's yep. they they love it and yeah, you know absolutely. they really really absolutely. love it mm. Mm. have we got anything more to say i think that's about it isn't it i mean you know just nothing more than congratulations to everyone who who lined up you know whether you made it or you didn't if this year wasn't your year you know, that's just the way it is. Don't don't beat yourself up over it. It's yeah. you will learn from it. It's you know, it will it doesn't change who you are. In uh, fact it, and it adds to who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and it will inspire you. You know, I I had a message back and forth with Carl Reed this afternoon, which I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but I just said I'm actually fearful for next yeah. year in terms of <laughs> This is going to fire you up. Yeah. Like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, the trick is going to be learning how to bottle that and contain it and and um, send it in the right direction. So, look, thank you so much to everyone we caught up with. Thank you so much to, um, you know, to the Ironman people for having us down there mm. in terms of, you know, being being on the start line. Um, and and then thank you. I just want to say a massive thank you to, to Gene Andrews for having me along as his pacer and then you know we joined up with with smudge and with say one it was an absolute honor to run those last 45 kilometers with you warriors i really really enjoyed it i loved you know loved it it was it was tough um and i just watched humanity at its you know man you you guys just guts it out and i'm just absolutely so proud of you all for for making it um look fingers crossed for old ghost Shot over Moonlight Marathon, yeah, Riv Ram, and all the yeah. events on over the next few weeks. You know, let's kick COVID's backside again, eh? Um, yeah. So don't forget, you know, scan everywhere you are. Use those codes, QR codes. Clean your hands. Don't go anywhere if you're sick, and and get yourself tested if you Wear are. Wear a mask. Please. Wear a mask. Wear a you mask. Know, follow the rules, please. We just want to get rid of this thing, don't we? Absolutely. I'm I'm done right. with it. I am done with it. So you can find us on all the podcast platforms. Please like and subscribe if you fancy, and you can download direct from our website, which is dirtchurchradio.com. You write in with your greatest run ever. We'd love to hear from you. I'm sure there's a few banging around from this week. Bound uh, to be. 
and you can read them on the website too. Sometimes if we abridge them for length, but the the full unfettered uh, access on our website. In all their glory. In all their glory. Thanks to our sponsors, yep. Scott Running, Further Faster, Spring Energy, and Cielli. Thank you to our Patreon patrons, and thank you to Wild Things. Thank you to our editor, Kieran, and we've got a great show lined up for you next week. So tune in then. Kakite. Kakite. Thanks, Rigby. <laughs>